All right, good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania on a beautiful, finally spring, crisp, but getting warmer Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm about 25 minutes southwest of Philadelphia, and I'm joined by my good friend and counterpart, Steve Parisi, president and CEO of IBC Global. Steve, how's everything going today? Fantastic, my friend. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? Good. Real good. Um, so Steve and I were just having a uh, discussion about uh, some kind of hairy issues that we've been dealing with. Um, you know, it's been interesting over the years as my business has developed, as Steve's business has developed, the, uh, you know, the problems and the issues never stop and more people looking for help and needing help with certain situations. And, you know, I feel like both of us have kind of developed a knack for being somebody who can, you know, at least get in touch with the right people and present information in the right way to try to, you know, work towards some solutions that otherwise might have gotten lost in translation. So, you know, when you're managing your staff, uh, how do you deal with that? How do you train them to, to resolve you know, kind of never ending problems that are coming up and, you know, maybe identify some of those problems. That's a good question on the training piece. You know, when it comes to, to problems, how we train them to just give a quick direct answer to your question is try and document as much as we can, um, because obviously, you know how to fix certain problems just through knowledge and experience. But when you're training others, that that's going to take time. Um, and the the worst way to train, or I should say the least effective way to train is for me just to tell you how to do it and say, okay, got it, good. And then you have to go do it. It's like, uh, I forgot. Yeah, you told me how to drive, but I haven't actually driven before, so I don't know what to do over here. Right. So document that, right? And bullet points, um, bullet points, just clear instructions as much as you can. And then also recordings. I like to record as much as I possibly can, um, which can be the, the actual solution if I'm sending that um, to an insurance company, to someone like you, to the client with the actual finished product. And then sometimes also record the steps I'll take to actually put the solution together, like how I identify the different problems or the different small problems within the large problem to say, here's what we want to be aware of. This way, someone can actually see it. And then when they're doing it on their own, they have a reference piece that they can can duplicate that. Um, but it's it's never a, a one and done thing because everybody knows this. Every problem is often unique in itself. And if there's different steps that are involved, it's just going to come with experience, right? Working through those different problems, knowing how to fix it. Uh, so to, to solidify the answer to your question is we'll document that as much as we can. And then I also like to record it. This way, everything is there for our staff or the person that's working on on these solutions and they can do it without the need of assistance or get much further without the need of assistance which makes us more efficient well it's it's interesting about the problems too or the issues that come up i'm always amazed i'm always struck by this that you know i've been in the the life insurance brokerage business for over 20 years and you know i'm not going to say every day but definitely every week something comes up where I'm like, I don't know what to do with this, or I've never seen this before, or I've never even heard of this, yeah. you know? And that that really blows my mind. Um, 
It's not as if I don't think what we do is so complex and intricate, but there's just constantly things coming up that um, I don't have a similar, an exactly similar issue that I just dealt with a month ago that I can reference back to and say, no, here's how this was handled. This should be the type, same type of scenario. A lot of these issues are, you know, they're their own issues and, you know, require a little bit of, you know, hand wringing and, and head scratching to figure out. Yeah. I know the feeling uh, the past probably two weeks has been a lot of that unique problems that I had not encountered before. Um, and, and, you know, how I view it is kind of playing a game, not that I'm playing a game with people's money. <laughs> that, that's not what I mean and what I do at all, but playing a game to say, okay, here's a new challenge that's taking me much longer to overcome than explaining how to design a policy for maximum cash value or talking about the top companies. I was talking about it with my wife, um, I think two evenings ago, Monday evening, like I'm working on this case. It was for an existing client where something popped up and identifying the solution was one thing, right? So I did my normal, you know, analytical thing, went through all the different options because I like to lay it all out and see what's available. And like, I got that part down, down, but communicating this in a way that I know he's going to understand it. I don't want to overwhelm him because when I listed out my notes, it was, it was too much. It would overwhelm anyone. And then also not panic, not get frustrated because at the end of the day, it's all good, but it had to be explained to him in a way because most people would see, hey, this happened with your policy. There's a loan outstanding when there should not have been because of an automatic premium loan. That can cause panic. Now, the end result is we don't need any panic because we're able to essentially reverse it. But in order to, one, put that together and then two, effectively communicate it to the client and the insurance carrier, everyone, there's an art there. Um, so when I go back to say it's part of the game is how do you master each of those areas? Um, repetition is key, but that was that was a new challenge it, because it took me a while just to put everything together because I hadn't done it before. Um, and it was a challenge, got frustrated at times, but at the, the end of the, the road, the finished product, it's, it's kind of fun. As weird as yeah, that might I, I hear you. I don't, yeah. Fun wasn't the word that I was going to use. Yeah. Definitely a little bit of a game. I mean, you know, we yeah. had an issue that we were working through. Um, you know, for the listeners out there, Steve and I are working through this really kind of complex issue on an enforced policy. And Steve sends me bullet point description, uh, very simple, very clear, very summarized. Here's what's happened. Here's where we need to go. Uh, you know, here's why we have an issue. And here's here's what the fix is with a link to, I don't know, maybe a two-minute video embedded in the email that was Steve talking about uh, the issue in great detail. Um, and here's what the fix is. It was all very crystal clear. And I remember thinking, if I can just get someone to watch this video, then we'll have a good solution. And we got the solution. I don't think I ever got anybody to watch that video. So part of the game was, all right, insurance carrier, you know, servicing people, here's all the pertinent information. But then based on their responses, it becomes very clear, like, 
you're not really digesting all this information. Like you're just kind of taking a summary look and sticking with the original um, opinion on the case. And so it took some back and forth and, you know, a little bit of massage and manipulation. And some of it was, uh, I guess, stamping my feet. And some of it was begging. And some of it was, you know, kind of sweet talk. Yeah. Get them to hear us. Yeah. And see us. And and thank you for your help on that and everything. I appreciate it. Um, it's all you know, email, sweet talk, and begging. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not that challenging. Yeah, and, and you know, that's. I think this is a problem that every broker, most brokers out there face, or someone on their team does. When you know things can function in a certain way with your client's policy, and then a mistake is made. And the quick answer is you're told you're wrong. And that immediately creates a sense of panic because you told your client one thing, you're viewed as a reputable source, they went with it, and now you've got doubt in your own mind because the insurance company, the ultimate source, right, where you're getting this information from is telling you, no, it doesn't work like that, you know, and, you know, if you told your client, you know, that's on you more or less is what you feel like. Yeah. So... That happens all the time. And one of two things happen in this situation is one, a broker or agent gets extremely emotional and feels first, no, no, I, I can't be wrong here. Or they start to think, how am I going to explain this to a client? You know, we start to panic because I'm going to look like an idiot. They're going to doubt me. This All this stuff has crossed my mind. I think it's crossed everyone's minds over the years. Um, but we get emotional and then things just go south. Right, because it's going to cloud our, our better judgment. Or B, this takes time to refine the skill, remain calm under pressure. If you know your stuff and you know how the process works, right, remain calm and go back to the company multiple times with what you know is correct. And make sure that it's correct, right? This way you don't make an ultimate mistake, but just stay calm under pressure. Don't get emotion involved. Um, don't demean anyone. Think of it this way. Have you ever been wrong about something um, and someone came back to you and said, what's wrong with you? Like you're an idiot or something like that. And they demean you because it's like, no, like now you you don't like them even more. It's like, all right, it just caused them a bigger problem versus someone says, I understand what you said. Here's one piece. You may have, you know, may not have seen this, but here's how it works. Here's the bullet points to con confirm everything. Like those are the additional steps we'll take to make life easy for the insurance company or whoever we're trying to resolve the problem with um, and, and keep emotion out of it because they've got a job, they're overwhelmed. And I just want to make sure that the client's ultimately satisfied. So you have to progress through those different steps. That made sense. That was a lot I said there. Yeah. How, how do you handle communication with your, um, you know, like we've got a hierarchy at our agency. Um, it's kind of going out the window a little bit since um, the previous general agent retired, uh, who I guess was a little bit more old fashioned. But uh, in general, like a, as an example, I don't want any of my brokers talking to my underwriters at Mass Mutual. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that there aren't some of my brokers who I very happily get on the phone with. And to talk about a case with an underwriter, 
but I have to, you know, that's my relationship. Um, yeah. It's a very important relationship and I have to kind of control what the conversation sounds like, the tone, um, you know, tone and relationship are, are important here. You know, um, how do you guys handle in your agency escalation of problems or who communicates or, you know, are you just kind of step, are you stepping in at the end when it's like, we're having trouble resolving this or depends on the problem? Yeah. Good question. Um, it will depend on the problem and how complex it is and how experienced our teams with it. Our senior agents um, have seen a number of problems. Like if you look at Phil and Stephanie and even some other agents here. Yeah, like they're just pulling you in if they're kind of at the end of their rope and saying, I need some help. Correct. Correct. And that that can be with existing business. That can be with new cases as well. When we encounter something that's just a little off, I'm like, hey, how do I communicate this properly? I'm not, I haven't dealt with this before. And I'll say, okay, here's some tips. Like, here's how I would communicate it. Think of it again, if you're the recipient, how would you want it delivered there to keep things simple or or go complex? Um, Client relations deals with a brunt of the prop, the brunt of the problems initially, our client relations department. Um, and they're, they're good. I mean, Natasha heads that department. She knows how to communicate very, very well. Um, so when a problem comes in, I've seen her do this when she's not versed on that particular problem, she knows how to, what words to use, tonality to use to ensure the client that we will look into it. She'll keep them updated throughout the process and her team does, does as well. Um, But if she can't handle a problem because she's not experienced with it, she'll reach out to me um, and then I'll go through, I'll provide bullet points back with instructions on what to do. If it's complex, I'll put a recording together for for her as well. If it's extremely complex or the client needs a phone call, I'll call them, uh, the the actual client, just to discuss everything with them. If I need more information, just to let them know it'll be okay. We're going to take care of steps or take the proper steps. Sometimes clients want to know the details as if they're the agent. I work with a lot of engineers and people who like that. <laughs> I'm kind of like that myself. And, you know, I respect that. If someone wants to know the details, I'll provide it. If not, they say, hey, can you just fix it? Let me know if you need anything from me. We'll do that too. Um, well, kind of, it, it helps that you're, you're like that yourself because when you're, you know, when you're kind of crafting a solution or working through a problem, the output that comes from you is, probably looks like what you would want to see. That's, Mike, that's the most important thing, in my opinion, you can do in business. When you look at any business, um, you ever see Master Chef with Gordon Ramsay, the, the yeah. cooking competition? What I've noticed is the people that, that always win. Uh, I just saw, my wife and I were binge watching it. I think it was season three. The girl that was blind won. Um, but what she had said a couple times is whenever she puts anything on a plate, if it's not acceptable, like the way it tastes, if it's something that she wouldn't want presented, she won't even put it on the plate because it's ultimately about satisfying the judges or the consumer. And I've seen that, Gordon's like that, if you're gonna look at cooking, I've seen other business professionals, like if it's not up to par, they're not even going to present it. Like that's the thing, like that, and that's my, some of my peers or people that I've I've seen and heard in business will, you know, could critique me. I'd probably critique myself when I'll spend an excessive amount of time sometimes on a solution for a client 
um, more than I should as we're running a business. But then I'll look at it and say, you know, this solution here, how I'm presenting to him is not up to par. I know if I send him this material, whether it's bullet point fashion emails or recordings, whatever it might be, they're going to be confused about these points because I would be confused here. Like I'm not going to do it. So I've got to do it again. So I'm practicing something I haven't done before, but it's got to be up to par. I want that quality there for the client with the solution to make everything, make sure everything's perfect. And then they've got peace of mind because they, they took a, a leap of faith in us by buying a policy through us. And then we were compensated via commission from the insurance company for that. So we want to, we've got our name on it, right? We want to prove, prove it out and make sure that, that everything's done properly for them. Have you, as time's going on, and I'll let you go after this, have you been, like I was, I would imagine as you've been in business longer and longer and the volume of policies that you do, I mean, do you see just increasing mountain of enforced problems? Good question. Not, not really. Um, just because we've got it That's down to a, to a system at this point in time. On occasion, right, they do pop up. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. This is rare. Somehow this one slipped through the cracks. I know how it slipped through the cracks. Um, had a client that originally his plan was to fund the policy at 25 grand for four years and then 10K per year, years five through 10. And he funded it 25K, years one through four, exactly according to plan. Year five, um, he didn't want to fund the full $25,000. Some communication occurred as far as, hey, how much would you like to, to fund the policy this year? And then the communication kind of stopped. The policy, um, the PUA amount was not adjusted. So the policy APL, which stands for automatic premium loan, it took a loan against the cash value of $25,000 to fund the premium. It's not what he wanted, right? He just wanted to fund 25K and then stop even though his original plan was to fund it for 10K per year. Um, so the heart of that issue is we should have identified it just within our systems and processes to know, okay, we got to reach out to him again just to see if he doesn't want to fund it and then just go on to a premium offset, let the dividends and interest pay the premium. But it didn't happen. Policy automatically APL. So you've got a loan outstanding. You've got loan interest that has accrued now. And that's where a client can look at that and get frustrated, rightfully so, right? Because you've got a unique situation and they're not familiar with loans and such. So we do get problems like that. And that one too, kind of playing the game and knowing how to solve that properly is you can solve it pretty easily. Um, you can do a cash value withdrawal. Got to make sure it doesn't mech. In this case, it didn't. Um, but just withdraw the $25,000 cash value or 26 and change to cover the loan interest, pay off the loan. Yeah. And then what we show side by side is here's what the policy would look like if the loan never happened just with a premium offset. And then here's what it looks like with the cash withdrawal. It's almost identical. This particular case of withdrawal was slightly, I mean, it's basis points. It's so small, but slightly stronger over the long haul because right. the APL, he, he was earning dividends and interest on that for a little bit. Um, but my point is now the client can see it side by side where initially you got, wait, a loan happened? Like, oh, this is it? All right, I'm fine with that. One of those situations. But you have to know, you have to go through that experience knowing how to 
properly put that together, then present it, make sure they're, they've got peace of mind and everything goes smoothly. It's, it's a problem that's unique in itself, but that stuff happens. Yep. Yeah. When you're, <laughs> when you're modeling out the proposals, are you, are you just, are you using the Enforce system or, or you're using, you're running new illustrations, but just mocking them up? Yeah. Um, I'll typically do both. I'll use the Enforce system um, as much as I can, and we keep the original policies too, so we can look at that. Um, but in a case like that, if an APL has already occurred, already taken place, yeah. The Enforce illustration you can't model that premium offset, not a hundred percent clean. So what you can do is take the original illustration. Here's what your value was after four years, and we track the actual performance, and then. Run a premium offset and say, here's a mock-up that's 98% accurate. Um, but, you know, combination of both to make life easy for the client. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, always something fun and interesting to, to yeah. walk through every day, right? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it it, <laughs> it is and it helps. And I guess just for brokers and people in the business that are listening, like taking time to go through those steps is so important. And try to prevent the frustration or the emotional response, even when someone tells you, like an insurance company representative says, hey, like, this is what happens. Like, you're done. It's like, just stay calm. We can find a solution. Yeah. Take a step back. Try yeah. to, you know, kind of regroup. Yeah. Um, that is key. Because the initial reaction, even for myself, like any time that you and I are trying to resolve somebody or, or myself and anyone the initial response from the insurance company or whoever we're trying to get um, some movement from is usually not favorable. So yeah. it takes a little bit of massage and sweet talk and um, persistence staying in front of them. It's a combination of like, you know, I think I said to you before, it's, you know, one part stamping your feet, one part sweet talk and, and one part, um, you know, having the info presented in the right way. Yeah, that that is it. And stay calm under pressure. Like um, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady in that Super Bowl against Atlanta, they're down 27 to like three or something like that. No problem. They didn't panic, right? <laughs> That's the key. So just keep, stick to your game plan. Got it right where we Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're saying that, but yeah, I'm with you. Um, it'd be funny if someone on the bench said that at that point in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if TB said it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, listen, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah. I hope everybody has a great week. And Steve and I will be back next week with some more tips and some more talk. Steve, thanks for everything that you do. If anybody's interested in Steve Parisi, please check him out on YouTube endless amounts of content on there talking all about cash value life insurance and some of the great things that they do with and for their clients. I'm Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual Brokerage. If you want to talk about Mass Mutual life, disability, long-term care solutions, fixed annuities, I am your guy. So Steve, have a great week. You as well. Thank you, Mike. Thanks. Enjoy.